Hey, I'm Sean. And I'm Clayton. And we are men who like men who like movies. We are two queer men who love movies and love talking about movies. And after a lot of urging, we started a podcast. What'd you pick out for us this week, Sean? So, even though we're a bunch of Zenos, uh, we're going to talk about My Big Fat Greek Wedding from 2002, which is one of my favorite rom-coms. If not my favorite. No, it's in the top. Um, but we do have a special guest here to talk to help us talk about it. We have Rohan Oberoi, a PhD candidate in ethics. Welcome in, Rohan. Hello. Yeah, thank you for coming. Glad to be here. So, uh... What'd you uh, pick this movie for? Well, I last picked it and like I saw your SOS on Twitter and said, does anyone want to talk about this movie? I'm like, sure, I will. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to do it. <laughs> it is, but you still picked it. You wanted to talk about it. Yeah, it's so I'm not big into the rom-com genre, but I remember generally loving this movie. I rewatched it twice for, you know, coming out to your podcast, and my opinion has only grown, actually, about the movie. Awesome. Yeah. Minded, too, on my rewatches. Same. Same. I had not seen this movie in years. I remember loving it, but it's... And I really like rom-coms, but I haven't watched this in forever. And to be 100% candid, I was like, man, I'm not in the mood to watch this movie we're covering this week. And I was talking to our buddy Jeff, who actually is Greek. <laughs> he was like, I love that movie. It's like all my intergenerational trauma wrapped up in two hours. <laughs> and uh, I finally got around to watching it. And about the time she said, I was a swarthy six-year-old, I was dying. And I was like, okay, I forgot how funny this movie is. This is great. And With sideburns. <laughs> yes, with sideburns. And <laughs> I was so happy. I was dying before that, actually. The opening joke, which he goes, nice Greek girls are also do three things. Marry Greek guys, make Greek babies, and then feed everyone till the day we die. It just, <laughs> it sounded like my, my great-grandmother, honestly. It's so funny. It's so funny. Uh, the jokes are so good. <laughs> I love the one-lines, and they're very quick, too. It's almost annoyingly sweet. Like, I was watching it, and I'm like, this is really funny and everything, but ugh. This is just, it's so sweet. And then, mm-hmm. he's just so charming. He is so charming. And then I was like, okay, I get it. This is cute. And it warmed my little cynical heart. Good time. <laughs> yeah, I I really love this movie. Um, I actually did not see this until probably about five years ago, six years ago. Yeah, so, like, I was not a rom-com person. My parents aren't, like, big into rom-coms either. So, like, growing up, it was just never, like, something I was going to watch. Like, I've heard it was funny. I've heard it was fantastic. I know it did gangbusters. But, like, it was just one of those. I was just like, eh, whatever. It's a rom-com. I don't, I don't really care about them. Uh, and my one of my besties uh, was like, you haven't seen my big fat Greek wedding. She's like, you've seen everything. And I'm like, well, that is a lie, but I've seen a lot. (laughs) And she's like, we're watching it. And then we put it on and she and her wife were just like, you have to watch this. And I was laughing the whole time and it kind of ignited a love of romantic comedies. So this one actually has uh kind of given me more respect and love for the romantic comedy genre 
So it it's doing its job real well. <laughs> it does. It does its job very well. Yeah, I have to agree with that. But like, I connect with this. I mean, it is a rom com, but it is culturally it overlaps. As if like I'm ethnically Italian and Indian, and there's so much here that just speaks to a broad sense of experiences, especially if you come from, a, from an immigrant background. Right. Yeah, my family is not like this at all. So uh, I feel yeah, like I'm... some of it is lost on me. I think it's funny, but if, you know, if I actually was like, oh yeah, I know these people. <laughs> um, uh, it looks like fun. Yeah, I've known these uh, people. Like, the, like I'm in my mid thirties. I'm thirty four, and the oh me too. Oh hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so. With my parents right now, we're in like a weird circling orbit thing about marriage where if, so I'm bisexual, so like I have a wider preference here. <laughs> and yeah, so it's the, uh, so lucky. Eh, double rejection. Not, not so lucky. Yeah. So I, oh, I didn't think about, I didn't think about that side. <laughs> yeah, double rejection. And also gay men are so, are so much crueler than women. Side note, but the whole other mess. I agree. We are crueler than women. <laughs> yes, no kidding. Anyway, uh, but so my parents and I have a sort of agreement, temporary one at the moment, that when I finish my PhD, I will allow them to put me into like newspapers to do a matchmaker thing for Indian girls. Mm-hmm. Because it's, yeah, I do want to get married, but also I'm 34 and not really getting anywhere. <laughs> you're like um maybe the help will be appreciated at this point yeah. <laughs> yeah so like that whole scene where the dad goes we want to send her to greece and she says no i'm like this sounds a little bit like my dad where he said he wanted to me to southern india where the you know good indian girls are i'm like <laughs> maybe maybe not let's pick back up on that next year <laughs> yeah it, you know we i mean how about this? Like we 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 haven't had the full conversation. They kind of already know since I was very bad at covering up my internet history when I was a teenager. We all were. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So we haven't had the full. So we haven't had the full discussion. But my, I'll put it this way: my mom has told me many, many, many times. I don't care if you marry a Mary or marry a Bob. You still owe me a granddaughter. <laughs> okay but that's like the sweetest way i've ever heard that put <laughs> i know i know I, but here's, my, my mom's whole thing is i i owe her grandchildren <laughs> yes <laughs> but will you name them anita diane or nick <laughs> oh lord also on the nick thing as i said before i babysit a babysat a greek family and one of the boys was named nick <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah, no, it just you find a name and once a family name, it then becomes everyone has that name. Like on my great on my grandmother, my grandfather's side, who's the Italian, uh, there was a family name called Stanislaw, which in English becomes Stanley. So my grandfather had a lot of Uncle Stanleys growing up, like ten, seven of them, I think, six of them. That's a lot of Stanleys. Yes, well, Stanislaw and Stanleys. So. Yeah. I think I'd rather be a Stanislaw. <laughs> I have a cousin named Stanley, but it's not from that, I don't think. But that is the only Stanley I think I've ever... Nope. Oh, I know two. I know two Stanleys. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, the whole, like, once there's, like, one name that everyone seems to like, and once you're in America, you want names that people can easily say, at least you generally do. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, the whole thing with her last name, I'm like, I have done this every single year I've been to school. 
every time I do a new job, I have to I, I, I have to do this, or I have to explain how to say my name, my first name, over and over and over and over. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I got lucky in that department because I'm just an S-H-A-W-N, so I'm spelled like I sound. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know, just, I just related so much to this film, just ethnically, essentially, so that's kind of why I love it. Also, yeah, Ian, the character, is a saint in this movie. Like, he is an utter saint. He really is. He's one of the, like, probably the sweetest, like, romantic lead i've ever seen in a movie like he just he Agreed. is just a good person and you're just like oh i wish them nothing but happiness <laughs> he's understanding he is flexible he is accommodating he's not pushy and any sense of the term and they're just so cool about like their wedding is not about them at all and they're just like whatever i mean she sees herself in her wedding dress and she's just like Wow. <laughs> I'm a snow beast. Okay. Yeah, that's a great line. Oh my God. It's for the family. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is where culturally I'm probably at a distance from a lot of people in America, but the way I was raised, when you get married, it's about the couple partially, but it's about the families involved. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a union, not of a couple, but union of families. So yeah, it's been some tension with my generation and the few have gotten married so far. Ugh. I'm glad I don't have to walk that tightrope. Yeah, no, my uh, brother got married to an Indian girl, and her family is a more traditional. And um, my brother described the experience as traumatic. <laughs> like, that was the word he used, and I thought that was an over-exaggeration, but over a couple of years, I learned more stories. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Traditions. Yeah, they're, they're pluses and minuses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you lean more towards the pluses, or do you lean more towards the minuses yourself, Rowan? Or is that too personal to ask? Oh, I'm a fairly open book, honestly. No, tra- tradition is, is is complicated. Tradition is good so long as it's life-giving to those around it. So, tradition binds family, binds com- community, gives you a sense of understanding and regularity. But, tradition can also be very corrosive and, you know, soul-crushing, too. So, you tradition is never static it's always ever evolving absolutely that's beautiful yeah because i mean we talk about tradition with like gender roles now and everything like obviously for some people it's corrosive so we need to be more expansive on it but that doesn't mean you chuck everything out at the same time so it's always an ever going conversation no i absolutely um and that's one of the things i do love about this film is you do like you said like tradition can be it can be stifling, but it can also uplift you. And that's something I think even the that's the journey or one of the journeys that like the character of Tula goes on is she realizes like, while it might be like she might have felt stifled, but at the end, like they're also uplifting her. They are there for her. She learns that her Greek heritage is more than just the food and the talking. It's the people she has there. Not to jump all the way to the end of it, but, but yeah. you know, like it's it, and you're absolutely right. Like it's you know, and tradition, like her dad, like learning that like her growing past tradition is more than like it, he learned in at least in what I took from it is he learns that the tradition isn't as important as she is, and I just I like this movie is just it's beautiful in it in all of its 
like family dynamics and like how you know like sometimes you learn how to appreciate like your family more by sometimes rebelling against them than being part of it even if you're as different as apples and oranges (laughs) (laughs) oh but but that's such a cute speech though that was such a sweet speech it is it's so cute i tear up every time because i'm just like oh (laughs) who's who's your favorite family member hmm i mean other than tula (laughs) Uh, yes other than tula (laughs) cousin uh cousin nikki the woman with the with, with the with the uh, impressive rack, frankly. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, mine's Aunt Vula. I love Aunt Vula. <laughs> She's Tati. What do you mean you know? Wait for me. <laughs> like every time I watch this movie, I'm just like, I know her, <laughs> and I appreciate her. <laughs> She's my favorite too. I completely forgot. I had so much fun. I was watching this and just. The lines in this are so funny. It's so funny. But just the, oh, woe is me. Business is bad. I legitimately <laughs> say that on a daily know, basis. We, <laughs> do you not get it? Do you not yeah. where, did you not know where it came from? No, I knew where it came from. It just, okay. like, is based on me. I, like, forgot that, you know, it was in my big fat Greek wedding and that that was actually <laughs> a funny movie, not just a random little thing from it. <laughs> yeah, no. But my favorite line in the movie is, "What do you mean you don't eat meat? You know, okay, you, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll make, I'll make you lamb." Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I make lamb. <laughs> inside, inside the lump, was my twin. Indian side, there are a lot of vegetarians because Indian culture has that. But the Italian side, like vegetarian, is kind of like it's harder to come out as a vegetarian than coming out as queer in my Italian side of the family. Frankly, uh, I believe that. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Dan, I feel like that would be, like, it's almost a cardinal sin <laughs> in their eyes. Like, as, as as Italians, you eat well, you get fat, and you die of a heart attack when you're, like, 55. That's kind of supposed to how it goes. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> At least you ate well. <laughs> yeah. There I go right now the uh, large abdomen I'm trying to lose. <laughs> Life is too short to not eat whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, I've heard that before, but my blood pressure says otherwise. Yes. I mean, I gonna... your life might be shorter, but is the cost but worth it? There's a lot of it? stairs in life. So. Yeah, there's that too. I, mean, I currently live in my parents' basement because of finances, so stairs are a thing. I get it. <laughs> stairs are I live on worst. the third floor. No, no elevator. <laughs> Ooh, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yep, so... I get it. <laughs> I absolutely get it. I own way too many books for that to, to be a thing. <laughs> um, so I know we've been already kind of getting into it a little bit, but um, I, do, would you guys recommend this? Absolutely. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you couldn't tell, I'm pretty sure that this is this is going to be a just a, a a you know a glow fest for it. Um, but yeah, is I, it okay the, if I go into? Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, just in the past. 20 years since this came out i had to do it um i had forgotten You're how so genius mean. this is i know i'm a monster <laughs> he does that every time and it just hurts yes although it was great because it happened to you last time and it, it did. made me so happy that it was not me 
yeah, Josh got me last time. <laughs> uh, but is I'm going to go into a little bit of production. Um, so it was directed by Joel Zwick and produced by Rita Wilson, Tom Hanks, and Gary Getzman. Oh, and awesome. yes, who Rita Wilson is of Greek descent. Um, so I'm guessing that's one of the reasons for her producing this. Um, and it was written by Nia Verdalos or Tula from the movie. Um, it originally started as a one woman play that Vardalos created to find a better agent, quote unquote, um, drawing on her experience of marrying her then husband, Ian Gomez, who is actually in the movie, too. He plays John Corbett's best friend, the other teacher, the one. Who, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that was Nia Vardalos's uh, real life husband at the time. Um, and a lot of the movie is based on their experiences of him marrying them becoming marrying and then him being becoming part of the Greek Orthodox Church. Um, and this the play was seen by a lot of it was set in Ho- like played in Hollywood um, or in Los Angeles. And Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks were among the attendees. Um, Vardalos, after its original six week run, she met with uh, executives to produce a screenplay, but uh, the studios actually advocated for many changes to her play, including hiring Marissa Tomei as the lead and changing the nationality to Hispanic. That which, wouldn't even. Yeah, so that would be very touchy and very problematic. Yep. So it very much after that, she said no. But two months after its initial run, Playtone, which is Tom Hanks' production company, contacted Nia Verdalos and to produce it based on her original vision. Um, and John Corbett was not originally like he he was kind of hired on accident <laughs> um because <laughs> is that just what happens to john corbett <laughs> yeah basically um so while in toronto during pre-production um neo verdalos and uh the produ- and producer gary getzman were at a bar and they overheard john corbett who he was in town filming serendipity um they overheard him saying he was upset for missing auditions as he had read the script and loved it and on the spot, Vardalos and Getzman offered him the role of Ian Miller, and he accepted. Oh, <laughs> and it was shot in Toronto and Chicago, um, mainly Toronto for most of it. Um, there and are some the... shots that were Chicago. <laughs> yes, there are a lot of Chicago shots, but I mean, like most of the action, you know, it's going to be Chicago. It's going to be Toronto. Tax credits. Um, yeah, exactly. And then uh, it is the highest grossing. It was for a while the highest grossing film to never hit number one at the box office in North America until Sing in 2016. Oh, Sing's cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I like this. This never so, hit number one. That is shocking. Nope. Especially yep. I was peeking at the numbers and holy shit. Yeah, this movie made gangbusters. Um, I'll bring it up again later, but it is the number one romantic comedy the highest grossing romantic comedy of all time i believe i saw it ran for longer than titanic yeah it was in theaters forever like this and titanic were in theaters for months upon months upon months oh yeah i remember seeing uh, i remember seeing so much on it and just like like i said when i was a kid rom-coms weren't really my thing so i was like eh. <laughs> but i Love do remember schmub. it was always there <laughs> i was much more into horror at the time <laughs> still am 
<laughs> I love the scariest one of all, though, Sean. We don't talk about that. uh for the casting um we already went into a little bit nia verdalos the writer is also the main character of tula portacalos um john corbett plays eon miller or ian miller if you're not greek in the movie uh (laughs) laney kazan plays maria portacalos who is tula's mother michael constantine is her father costas gus portacalos um andrea martin plays the in my mvp of the movie (laughs) aunt vula uh lewis mandyler is her younger brother nikos uh nick portacalis gia caridis is cousin nikki she of the glorious rack and fantastic hair and i actually love her also from austin powers which i know you haven't seen clayton but who's she in in austin powers uh, do you remember in the second movie there was that agent? You'll never win, Powers. Yes. The one who falls out the window. Oh my God! That's, That's Giacarides. Giacarides. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, wow. <laughs> yes, I always like throwing that in because every time I watch this, I'm just like Giacarides. <laughs> oh my! Awesome Powers also is, is so much fun. The first two are so good. Yes, I'm trying to get Clayton to watch them, and he's just like, "There's, they're not James Bond." He's like, "They're spoofing James Bond." I'm like, "But it's That's so much point. fun." James, anything I love spoofs of anything, but James Bond is sacred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's more austin powers is a sacrilege (laughs) it's kind of like in like flint it's still like yes it's spoofing james bond but it's it's just so much fun i'm gonna make you watch them Uh, if i have to put them on the podcast i will (laughs) put them on the podcast i'll have to awesome powers is mojo that whole thing dr evil oh gosh so good the big boy the big boy the big boy (laughs) it's a giant wiener um (laughs) sharks with lasers sharks with lasers i don't get it i know you're going to one day we're gonna make i'm gonna make this happen sean force him i will i i honestly i will one of these days he's gonna have to come visit me and then i'm just gonna be all like guess what we're watching yeah getting me to watch a comedy you kind of have to like trick me i do and that's why i one day you'll you're gonna be you'll be stuck you can't go anywhere there's an amazing Uh, monologue in act two i promise (laughs) And in our one bit of non-Greek casting, we have Joey Fatone of of uh, NSYNC fame as Cousin Angelo. Oh, yes. you recognized him. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's you Joey didn't Fatone. realize that's who he was? That's so funny. <laughs> it's been so long since I've listened to NSYNC or looked at NSYNC or anything we, we related to 90s boy bands. Oh, those faces should be burned into your mind. You're 34. <laughs> Well, I mean, but he's, uh, it's one of those, you. how often do you see Joey Fatone anymore? <laughs> no offense, Joey you, Fatone. If you, you ever don't, listen to this, but, we do when love I, you. but when you see him pop up, you recognize him. No, if he was a twink, I would, I would recognize him. He was no twink. No. No, he's not. He's a little <laughs> bit older in it. Um, but I, I do find him funny. And then it's the most bizarre. It's just, it stands out. Yeah. And for, for like it's, he it's, tried it's real jar- hard it's jarring <laughs> <laughs> he's funny he's fine but it's just jarring <laughs> i was gonna say have you seen the second one the my big fat greek wedding too i have, I not. have it but i have not seen it oh okay well i don't want to give it and away the third but... one comes out this year yes uh, i was gonna say the third one is really 
I haven't yes. heard that. So I do need to watch the second one. Are you talking about the thing that Joey in the second one, you find out he's gay? Yes, but I wasn't going to just announce it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. I didn't mean to out Cousin yeah, Angelo. I was, I was like, way to spoil. Like, It's not a huge spoiler. It's not even like a big part of the movie. It's literally a, like, probably out of the movie. It takes a minute and a half worth of movie. But My Big is- Fat Greek Wedding 2. Yeah. Out to the family. <laughs> <laughs> That's what three should be. <laughs> That's more like the movie Mambo Italiano, which is very similar to this movie, but also a lot of fun. Have you ever heard of it? I have actually, yes. I have not. <laughs> I love that movie. Like I generally like adore that movie. I think it would actually fit well here for your podcast, actually. Okay, we're gonna look it up. And then it down, can we son. put you down for it? Yeah, sure. Mambo Italiano. <laughs> Writing it down. It always that see Mambo Italiano always just makes me think of Nine, the song with uh, oh, Kate yeah. Hudson. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Cinema Italiano. <laughs> I, Mambo Italiano was like, like like one of my comfort movies when I was younger, and I saw it again last year. And it I it's not a great movie, but I love it so much. You know, sometimes the great ones aren't the ones that you love a lot. I mean, Schindler's List, phenomenal. Do you want to watch it when you're sad? No. No. No, 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 no. No, but I do want to watch My Big Fat Greek Wedding. <laughs> and exactly. Jennifer's Body. Great picking up. <laughs> also, yeah, great no, picking my up. other comfort movie when I was younger was Blade 2. I watched that on repeat. Oh, good choice. I was going to say, I love Blade 2. Uh, and I'm, uh, see, I love Blade 2 a lot, but I'm of the weird fandom like weird thing i know blade 2 is better but i still love blade one more like only because i find like the opening scene i is like one of my favorite opening scenes of all the film is like the vampire blood nightclub thing Uh it's phenomenal it is chef's kiss just mm, perfect like it is the best way to start a franchise i'd seen ever (laughs) phenomenal i mean the you can like Blade 1, you can like Blade 2, you have to utterly disregard Blade 3. I think Blade I... 3 is fun. <laughs> okay, Parker Posey is so campy that like I like her and I like Ryan Reynolds in it. Okay, you did call me out. It's part- I love Parker Posey so much, as we all know. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it. <laughs> I get that it's objectively bad. I see that. Yes. I'm, not, I'm not ludicrous. I understand that it's a bad movie, but I, I think it's fun. It okay. We should move on because otherwise, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say terrible. Things. We'll talk about that when we do Blade Trinity. Um, <laughs> maybe we'll do all three Blade movies as just one one podcast. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it for uh, casting. Other than like I said, Ian Gomez does play John Corbett's best friend Mike, um, and Jerry Mendocino is Uncle Taki, who doesn't get a lot in this movie, but we hear the name Taki a lot, so I wanted yes. to mention it. <laughs> because Andrea Martin <laughs> saying Taki is just wonderful. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for what I have for production. Um, you want to kind of get into the meat and potatoes? Yes. Not that we even, weren't already. Let's we even we though kinda, I'm... we started eating the entree and then they put down the appetizer and then we were like, okay, appetizer, and now it's back to Andre. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even though I'm vegetarian, we can we can eat the lamb of this uh, metaphor anyway. <laughs> uh, it's a metaphor. I'm, I'm not gonna actually. You could just have the potatoes, Rohan. <laughs> uh 
Um, but yes, so, I mean, I'm not going to go really beat by beat. I think we're just kind of going through the, through the main part of the story. Yeah. But one thing I did realize as I wrote my notes last night is, oh my God, I have so many quotes. Yes. (laughs) It's so quotable. Every single line is just gold. Uh, like, I'm not going to lie. Whenever my, like, this is one of my most quoted movies with like, my friends so whenever we're around like we'll just be like i'll whenever i'm like feeling you know like a little run down or i'm a little tired i'm like get married make babies you look so old like <laughs> <laughs> all the time to myself like <laughs> or like when i go to go like we're going home we're like why you want to leave me <laughs> yeah i think that uh, that's my go-to line from this movie um but yeah um just to do a quick kind of little bit through it uh we start off with tula who is a 30 year old woman who is in her front girl stage um and she works at her parents restaurant dancing zorbas which also this restaurant looks fantastic and i want to go I know. Getting Zorba's. Do you think that's a a call to Zorba the Greek, the movie from the 60s? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Good movie, yeah. too, by the way. Knowing her dad, yes. <laughs> yeah. Also, she, no, no, she, she's 30, as in she's 30 and way past her, her expiration date. Yes. Not Trumpy. She's, she's past expiration. <laughs> that is true. She has not gotten married, made babies. It, it, it feels like and that. And fed everyone. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we see that basically Tula is kind of the, um, not black sheep, but she is kind of the, uh, the odd one of her family. She's very much like she doesn't, she, while she understands and, you know, loves her family, she is very much like, she wants, wants to more be than part of provincial life. Yes, exactly. She sees the blonde pretty girls and wants to be more like them as opposed to the uh swarthy six-year-old with sideburns eating moussaka or moussaka (laughs) yeah which i mean i understand that but honestly you don't want to be one of those mean girls in the end of the day they're just so bland they really are and And those girls don't have any idea if nick has one goat and maria has nine how soon will they marry (laughs) Well, obviously, you got to divide by how long, by how far away they they live from one another. Oh, of course, and if, and if they can write Greek to their mothers and grandmothers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, and again, the kid that I used to babysit, they went to Greek school. Oh, really? Yeah, they went to Greek school. That's cool. Yeah, so that so that is a thing, apparently. And like, <laughs> it's on top of regular school. How much would that suck? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's Greek school, there's Hebrew school. If you're Catholic, you do CCD. Mm-hmm. So, thank God there's no Indian school. <laughs> Not yet. No, Indians are too busy trying to become engineers or again MIT or Harvard. Otherwise, you know, great disappointment to your parents. True. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, it's... You know the ethnic elements here. I find it fascinating because okay, so I'm I said I'm I'm half Indian, and mm-hmm. all my Indian friends they go, 
Wait a minute, you majored in philosophy? How? I just say, I have a white mom. And they went, and they go, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. Like, the expectations within an immigrant culture are very, very strong. That's so fascinating. Yeah, because no, they come over here at me. You see this later in the movie with the mom saying how her village suffered through different wars and they want to make their kids happy. Mm-hmm. And for them, that's rooted in anxiety because they came over here with nothing. So they have to work hard to establish money. And they're afraid that if their kids don't make money, that they'll end up on the streets. So it's rooted a lot of that. In, in, in a lot of Realistic. that. Yeah. So it's rooted in love, but it comes off as very Gus-like. He's so precious, though. Yeah. It's it's gruff and different a little bit, a little mean sometimes, but... I just love uh, how... <laughs> He's making him ask permission to date her. And she is 30 years old. Like, yeah. But he's the head of the household. So, I mean, in, in a traditionalist, you know, like, traditional society, you would ask the parents. It's the same with, like, he doesn't ask him for his blessing to marry her. He, you know, like, it's... The movie marriage, is very much a... Marriage, yes, but to date. 30 years old. That's a little dated for my generation, but for like Gen X, that would have still been a bit of thing for a lot of immigrants. Mm-hmm. It just, yeah, the father's the head, but I love the 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 wife's response. But the neck, the neck the movement woman is the neck, neck. Yeah. <laughs> which she can turn the head whichever way she wants, which is much truer <laughs> than you'd expect. And uh, also, lambs in the kitchen, tigers, tigers in the bedroom. In the bedroom. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Ew, please let that be the end of your speech. <laughs> I've had Mary friends tell me their mothers have given similar speeches to them on their wedding night or oh, wedding day. Oh, oh. It, no, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. No, no. I got enough of the sex talk from both my parents growing up. I don't want to hear anything more ever again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it was good. It, I mean, it was helpful. Good idea. Wait, wait, we just don't talk about things. <laughs> Yeah, no, my mother had no daughters growing up, so I heard more things than I should have. Ah. Uh. <laughs> well, one thing I do want to talk about in this movie is I really... So, we meet John Corbett's character here, and after this, we see Tula start to, like, really change her life. She's, you know, she's gone from... You know, like she's you could tell she just feels stagnant in like her 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 home life and like her life in general. And so she starts to like make changes to herself. Like, do you think it was just him or do you think it was just the time like seeing like it was going to happen no matter what? I think he was just the catalyst for it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with the fan. It's more, it's more like he symbolized initially what she could have or want for. I mean, she starts going to college not because of him exactly. Like he's not really part of that picture, and she starts wearing makeup before she meets him again. So it's all for her initially. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I, I also really like about it is when they do start dating. Like, it, she actually compliments when ian so when ian and her start dating and they're on their first date he talks about how his his dad and his grandfather were both lawyers and like she thinks is super strong of him to like follow his heart and go with becoming a teacher 
and she's kind of doing the same thing and i think that's something she doesn't recognize in herself and i it's one of the things i really like about the character of tula is like tula tula has a strength to her that i don't think tula realize has and i just i really love this character because she's smart like you can tell she's a smart woman and she feels she feels stifled but she's not unintelligent she knows she recognizes and starts to change her life for what she wants as opposed to what just her family wants and it pays off for her in the end (laughs) (laughs) yeah but what i also love about that scene is she goes when they're talking about going to a greek restaurant and she goes my family owns that restaurant and without saying she was there he goes oh i remember you i was was going through a frumpy stage like no 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 i don't remember a frumpy girl but i remember you like it's so it's so cute it is so cute I will say her joke was memorable. That's a good joke. Your own personal Greek statue. It's fucking hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's, uh, it's just like one of the reasons, another reason I really love this movie is I do. I really love this relationship and it just feels like it grows so organically through the movie. Like when, you know, like he sees her and she's finally like, she's feeling like who she wants to be as opposed to who she's seen as and you know she's in the travel agency and she's you know she's just doing her own thing like rolling around calling people and he sees her and like you know just even from that their little meet cutes through the window and him finally coming in and blowing her away with the opening line of hi hi (laughs) (laughs) i think the subtle thing here of why he's more drawn to her this second time around because she's now more confident in herself Mm -hmm. which is a nice little thing also he gets beat up by an old woman which is fantastic yes if i survived an old lady ass kicking i think i'd (laughs) brag about it i love that he actually has like a bruise on his head (laughs) on his nose because she like touches his nose and he's like ow (laughs) <laughs> well that bag looked like it was full of stuff what was it bricks <laughs> like, <laughs> and that little old lady was tiny <laughs> uh, dude do not piss off a little old lady yeah no. i work retail no but be, but be careful of, of little old ladies where i where I used to live in new mexico was very rural and there were these two bandits who, who broke out of prison apparently and this was like before, uh, right before i moved there and one of them got caught in this old lady's outhouse so she held him at at gunpoint until the cops arrived holy crap yeah it was a shotgun too so go go lady (laughs) yeah and she lived by herself it's this very rural area like it was the area i lived in for teaching was so remote the nearest traffic light and bagel like fresh bagel were a two-hour drive into colorado holy crap oh hour drive it was an hour drive sorry still long enough what'd you say about a bagel no, the so where I was was on a Native American reservation for three years, so the area in, in New Mexico was very very rural, so there were no fresh bagels or fresh pastries of, of any kind or fresh <gasps> like bakery of any kind, so I had to go to Pagosa Springs, which was an hour across the border across the border into 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 Colorado, so that's where you. That's so sad. Yeah, I had no fresh bagels for a few years. But also, the area was so rural, there were no traffic lights. So the nearest traffic light was literally in that same town an hour north. Wow. I mean, that's a plus, but no fresh bagels or pastries? Also, a lot of wild animals. Animals living in in, in, uh, in the wall, either the, in a condemned building. I will I will keep going on, but I probably shouldn't. I'm still hung up that like you couldn't get a pastry. 
Yeah, that, that's the thing. Makes me want to cry. Yeah, this is how I explained how rural the area was. So yeah, the lesson still is, old ladies can be very, very tough. Trust me. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to cross any little old ladies, but I still just can't imagine how much she could be carrying in that purse. Like, she's like three feet tall. Have you seen a grandma purse? Yeah, I was like, my... Yeah, grandma purses are crazy. You should see my mother's purse. Like, that woman carries her life in that purse, basically. My mom does, like, too. That's a good point. Like, and then could you imagine being whack with that in the head? <laughs> like, <laughs> no. I don't I think don't I wanna... would enjoy that. <laughs> no, exactly. And that's probably why <laughs> Eon doesn't either. <laughs> 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 so they had the meet cute, the the meet cute, the wonderful little dinner, and one of my favorite scenes after that is actually when she they they are talking about their families, and she has twenty seven first cousins. Twenty seven. <laughs> yeah, I just twenty seven first cousins alone, and my whole family is big and loud, and everybody's in each other's lives and business all the time. Like you never have a minute alone, just a thing, because we're always together, just eating, 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 and. The other only other people we know are Greeks, because Greeks marry Greeks to breed more Greeks to be loud breeding Greek eaters. <laughs> fantastic sorry, I to, description. I had to go the quote. <laughs> I had to go through the quote. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> but it does. It does. It does describe very much like the culture that she's coming from, and she, you know, like he Ian has two cousins, and like I have six cousins so it's not like from both sides all together i have like 12 yeah so like i don't know what it's like to be in a big family so like sometimes seeing the the movie i'm like oh man that does seem stifling but it also it's does so seem nice overwhelming to know. <laughs> but it does seem nice to see people who like at least love you you know even if you are the weird one <laughs> like yeah. you know like they're they're like they never they may not understand who tula is but they're never just like ugh, you know like they it seems like they will always care for her and always love her even when she's kind of strange about stuff <laughs> yeah i mean i don't have a lot of first cousins i have technically two or six first cousins but i grew up with a lot of second cousins and that gets us closer to like 15 18 ish but also i'm the eldest of, of all of them by at least 10 15 years so Oh wow! Yeah, so I'm I'm the eldest cousin of of both sides by a big gap, so it's a different situation. Oh, so you're like the cool one. I'm the baby. No, baby. I was the boring one. My brother, my other, my brother who uh, passed away a couple years ago was was the fun one. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you, but yeah, no, I was m considered like a little mini parent because I was the one watching all of them, making sure that they didn't, they didn't they, yeah, that they, they, they didn't kill one another. Ah, so you were you were a secondary adult, basically. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, but same time, it's like, yeah, like with with this whole thing, she think how it's like we're like we're loud, and there's so many of us. I'm like, that's my family. We're not twenty. We're like maybe yeah twelve, but yeah, we're very loud. We're there for one another, and yes, we're up in each other's business a lot more than we should be. But one of my cousins, I thought her name was Sit Down until I was I don't know how old because. It was the baby, and every time she carried me around somewhere, I, they just told her sit down, and I thought that was her name. <laughs> I'm sorry, I probably I called her sit down for years, years. <laughs> she never corrected you. 
I didn't sure they did, but, like, I called her for sit-down for so long when I was, like, really little, so it just kind of became a nickname, and, like, the whole entire family would call her sit-down sometimes, and anyway, her real name is Belinda. <laughs> <laughs> I had a cousin on my Indian side of the family who called me John until she was, like, six years old. <laughs> I have no idea how that happened. And it just, I was John for a long time there. <laughs> 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 see i'm my my name is just like one syllable like i just sean like there's not a lot going on like you can't do anything with it so my like anyone at time anyone is like oh man like I, my name they got my name wrong i'm like i'm sorry like i don't know what that's like <laughs> like yeah. my last name is murphy so like it's like you can't even like you can't like it's basic as basic <laughs> yeah if you went to a gas station and wanted to get one of those little keychains with your name you could actually find one try finding clayton hey try finding my name oh gosh yeah, yeah. Rohan, you're gonna you're gonna have to have the specially made ones <laughs> yes it, yeah that's the thing but it's i mean she didn't mispronounce my name she just called me john and we don't know why ah close enough <laughs> i mean it was cute and i was her, her her favorite cousin until she turned six and then she preferred a different cousin on the other side of the family but whatever <laughs> rude Fuck now her. you're gonna call me by my real name <laughs> Rohan, not John. I never liked you anyway. No, but this is like the element that we see a little bit in the movie with her and her cousins. Like, her cousins are, like, there and supportive, but also very funny and very loud, and they're just there. And they're happy for her, trying to help her. It, Yeah, it's very cute. That bridesmaid's dress. I love her reveal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. I you just, just love envision this. like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> like, like she's shocked that, like her sister and her mother are just like oh, so beautiful so classy and she's just like oh. <laughs> which is the correct response that dresses her i think that was yeah but also kind of amazing like <laughs> the level of confidence it would require to wear that dress <laughs> You know, the thought I was thinking was, like, so after the twenty first, the 27 first cousins and that great little speech, we then, she's then found out, and the cousins, at least Nikki warns her, like, gives her the heads up. So that's <laughs> what I'm saying, like, like, they're there for you. So Absolutely. I just love how she comes in and, like, completely checks him out. Like, she's like, hmm. like, yeah. He's he's a good one. <laughs> She's like, of course, that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just listen. The family knows. <laughs> Last night, Vicky Pavlopoulos saw you sucking the lips off his head in the Denny's parking lot. Which also, they went to a Denny's. <laughs> like, well, she told her ma, who's told my ma, who told your ma, and let me put it this way: you're busted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just that wonderful chain of events. It so when my brother brought over, uh, brought home his well wife widow now I guess, um, you know she 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 came over and the minute the she walked away the first thing I told her I told him was good job, <laughs> and he went I know right. <laughs> hey, it's always good to get familial approval. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's what it's it just it just it just what you do, right. Well, and it's like, you want them to fit in with your life, like, and with your family. Like, you don't want it to just be like, oh, my parents just don't like my partner. Like, 
so we don't really go to stuff we don't do stuff like you want it to be like you know like they're going to become a part of your life and if you want like your family is part of your life your family is your life in a lot of way and for a lot of people and having someone that you're just like who who is included and like loved and you know generally or at least generally liked is always a plus in the relationship department <laughs> yeah yeah i mean this 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 movie handles the cultural tension better than a lot of movies also better than real life a little bit frankly because as i said my mom's the white one between my parents and my dad's side um when they got married there's a long story behind that too but but but, but putting that aside it took them a while to accept that my mom was going to be around for a while. Right. Because she was, this was back in the 80s, and my dad came over as a student, and the phones to India were very bad. Like, they were, like, old school, like, early 20th century type of phones, where if you t- if you picked up the phone, the whole neighborhood could hear you. Gotcha. And the phone numbers were single, were, were single digits. So, <laughs> when my parents, elo- they actually eloped, uh, when the... Aww. When the tree went down. I think looping is so romantic. It was more out of necessity. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a more of a board of necessity kind of thing. Well, in their case, so romantic. my dad proposed after three weeks of dating over the phone, which is still very funny to me. They moved in together and they had a date set, but my dad was, was on a student visa and couldn't get work off campus. So they eloped so that my dad could get, could, could get a job off campus. Uh, small hitch. A week later, my mom found out she was pregnant with me. Wow. Oopsie. <laughs> so they had to tell both sides of the family, like, hey, I'm pregnant, but don't worry, I'm married. Yeah. Well, I mean, it good news, bad even... news time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, for uh, both sides, it was like a bad news, bad news thing initially, because my mom's side was a little racist, and my dad's side also a little racist for different reasons. <laughs> In... Asian culture is very insular, like how, you know, the, in, in this movie, uh, Gus gets really upset that she's dating a non-Greek. My grandparents were very upset my dad was dating a white girl. It was a thing. It still is a thing. It's complicated. But the issue, as I was trying to say, with uh, communication was, so there was a storm that hit my, my grandparents uh, uh, where, uh, where they lived in India. So the phone lines were down, so they, my dad had to send a letter. So basically, they got one letter saying, hey, I'm dating this girl, and then uh, like a month later, hey, I'm engaged. And then a few <laughs> months later, it's like, hey, we're having a kid. And they had not yet my mom yet. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so... Yeah, so that whole thing just felt very real- relatable to me. The whole... The family doesn't want you to date outside of the uh, grouping. And then the series of male suitors. Oh my god. Horrifying. Oh. I describe them all in simple terms. We have uh, the nose blower, mm-hmm. unibrow, mm-hmm. mustache, mm-hmm. and David Krumholtz. Because the last one looks like David Krumholtz, who was Bernard the Elf from Santa Claus. Which, again, I, I know I keep bringing up the Indian thing, but I have a friend who, I uh, had a friend in college where... So, arranged marriages have changed a little bit with the current generation within India, where the women get to say yes or no to whoever their parents bring home. Mm-hmm. 
And this felt like a, little, a little bit like that, because she was describing a similar experience when we were in college. So, yeah, this felt very real to me. <laughs> also, slightly unfair, sometimes you just have to blow your nose. Sometimes At you got a table. Unit. That many times. The guy had a coke problem, probably, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> that means he's rich. <laughs> or he's in serious debt. <laughs> Maybe. Either maybe. way, it sounds like a problem I don't feel like dealing with. Um, which is also what Tula thinks, I think. <laughs> I mean, come on. Look at what she had versus what she was being presented with. Yeah. And, a, and a unibrow, like, I mean, it's a struggle. You know? She had sideburns when she was six. Like, who's she gonna judge for a unibrow? No, I'm with you. Again, I'm Indian and Italian, so I got the hair gene on double sides. So, I had, <laughs> I, I had a beard when I was, like, 14. So... Like, Same. I am sympathetic, <laughs> and yet... But, like, razors existed. Like, you mm. can clean that up a little bit. It's harder like, than you think. <laughs> nice mustache, Nikki. Okay. <laughs> also, side note, when I was, like, 14, I was getting unibrow. I actually took, like, the razor I used to shave and tried to fix it. Uh, don't do that. Oh, oh no. Does it make it worse? Okay. See, I thought you... I figured you could always, like, go to, like, go somewhere and, like, have them, like, threaded down i'll be honest mine are blonde so you can't okay I so them. i don't <laughs> have like a unibrow unibrow but i have issues in the unibrow area you can shave it you can get it waxed you can tweeze it they're all options but none of them are permanent and it is a lifelong struggle and my cross to bear on top of not being able to digest milk hmm. what was that last part <laughs> He can't, he <laughs> can't that milk. struggling with a unibrow and not being able to digest milk <laughs> oh, okay okay sorry i thought you said you can't buy milk and i was like why <laughs> sorry. i don't believe in it sean it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my religion i cannot drink milk <laughs> i mean in inflation i mean that could be the other issue <laughs> understood get off me you douche i need milk oh, um my god yes i need to watch that i haven't seen it in forever. sorry that uh, whenever we mention milk it's next I time i hang out best. with mitchell that's the ridiculous thing i always like try to find something incredibly ridiculous that'll just annoy him when i first get there <laughs> so that'll There's be my a... next that'll be my next one if you never saw that one, it was a Saturday Night Live, like, when Emily Blunt was hosting, and she and Emily, oh my god, oh, Leslie Jones. It was her Jones, and Leslie Jones. Her and Leslie Jones play, like, prostitutes, and, like, one of them, like, Emily Blunt had, like, some condition. They she's like, well, elegant I have to... evenings. Yeah. Yes. And so she's like, I have this condition where I have to frantically consume milk. So while we are in the middle of love making, I might I might have to yell, "Get off me, you douche! I need milk!" And then so <laughs> consume milk frantically. Oh my god! Oh, my god. oh Lord, have mercy! It's really yeah. funny. That's what that. I think of whenever I think of the milk. <laughs> Although I will say, I had ice cream last night because Culver's opened in our town, biggest social event of the year, and it was quite wonderful. No regrets. What were you wearing? T-shirt? Jeans? Uh, Sorry, that was me trying to fashion police. Not even T-shirt and jeans. I was wearing, like, sweatpants and a T-shirt. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Nobody's ever going to ask you anything on a red carpet. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> if Florence Pugh can They're show up to the Oscars to on a champagne carpet that looks like dirty beige and a dress that looks like it was made of bed sheets, I and my sweatpants are fine. 
No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. I was going commando, you know though, so people you, could see my ask penis. You to move. <laughs> what was that? Sorry. I said I was going commando, though, so people could see my penis in my sweatpants because yeah. <laughs> it's still sweatpants season, so. I mean, <laughs> penis is in, but like. Yeah. <laughs> also, still not going to work. <laughs> the dick print is the style that everyone wants. I don't think everyone wants it, but like. Okay, sure. We're. I'm just gonna. We're, okay, back to the movie. Um. <laughs> uh, I don't even know where to go with that. Hang on. I'm. <laughs> what did you want me to wear? Did you want me to be Hunter Schaefer well, and wear a actually, feather? Talking about dick works well because we're talking about the male suitors, and this is a scene where she then jumps on Ian very enthusiastically. That is very yes. true. Very she true. jumps on that D very enthusiastically. Yeah. Can't blame her. <laughs> yeah, like, no, can't can't blame her for that I, at all. I, I feel I like gonna... John Corbett is uh, it's uh, pretty well endowed. I get that. I get that vibe from him. Yeah, I'm not into the long hair, honestly. But mm-hmm. beyond that, yeah, not 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 long hair. But John Corbett is just precious and. Ugh. Well, and it's can't funny because Carrie the... cheated on him. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get into that. Um, <laughs> uh, but this actually, it does justice bring me... Justice for Aiden. Sorry. <laughs> he's coming back in the show. There'll be justice somehow. Sh- sh- quiet. <laughs> no more sex in the city today. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's why I'm saying no more of that. I'm, I'm pulling us back. Um, that will be a, a tangent that will last forever. Um, but one thing I do want to, I really love is this is probably my favorite engagement on film. Mm. Like when the characters really? become engaged. Yeah. I see it. I just, it, fi- I find it more romantic that it's just the two of them. It's not a big meat thing. It's not a big, like, it's just two people in love, you know, showing like him just asking her to spend the rest of his life with him. And I just, oh, every time I watch it, I'm just like, oh, this is the cutest thing. Like, I know so many, so many movies will do like, oh, they have to do the big meet cute or like, oh, they're running through an airport and they meet each other. You know, well, you know, before 2002 and like, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, or they'll, or they're just like, wow. I mean, it, 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 when can you run through an airport now? Um, <laughs> you can't. Unless, but the, yeah. If, if you do, you will be chased down by the DSL. You're being chased. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's what I mean. Like, but I mean, how many movies used to end like that? Or like in the eighties, you're like you could meet people or take them to their to the gate. Like we did, we did Sleepless in and, Seattle. Like, and you could smoke. Yes, I know that's the, the important airplane. one for you. <laughs> Oh lord. This isn't 1963. Um but this isn't like 1930. You know... Sorry. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I'm going to need you to stop Miss Baltimore Crabs, okay? <laughs> stop it. All right. But yes, uh but I mean I, that's one of the things I really love about this movie is like yes, this movie is very much about like the marriage of tradition and like and you know, like essentially like oh my gosh like modern values oh my god my brain did not want to work for that uh 
but like it is a very sweet romance in it too like these two like like we you had mentioned before rohan like he is just sweet he's a good man he's kind he's called he's calm he's understanding like he's accepting of her family and like you know and even if she did change his like change his life where he's like oh my life was boring before you like he still takes everything that the family throws at him and he meets it with you know aplomb and 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 just endless love for her and it's just i one of the reasons i do really love this movie is because like they're just they're what they are just a good couple yeah i mean the the proposal in bed is also just yeah, it's, it's, it's very sweet. You can think about it being very awkward, but yeah, it's very private. It's, it is still about them. And it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, nothing about the frills. It's about just their, their, their love in that moment. It seemed almost like really off the cuff. Like he had just now thought of it, but like he already had the ring and everything. And yeah, he was just looking for the right moment. That was the, that was the moment that it felt right. But he already wanted to marry her. Yeah, which is very sweet. Yeah. Especially after that awkward day they had had and just oh nice. you mean with the parents yeah with his, with, yeah. with his parents oh oh my god um, like when you're feeling like shit and you're like oh his family doesn't like me and then just pulling that nobody wants to marry me well but i feel like time has passed between like his first initial meeting because that is at like after the suitors essentially because the suitors come right before this scene like, like yeah. yes her then like it shows her first going to his apartment, but I felt like the scene where they're like, where she, he proposes to her is set a little bit after. Like she's she seems a little bit at home in his bed, you know, like like yeah. you know, like, like it's, it's it's more of like time has passed since then. Like so, they it's not as immediate as everything is going, and that's another reason I like this is it does feel like time passes like normally like you see the sister get pregnant and have another baby and like you know like it's very much like it's not like oh this whole movie happens in a week (laughs) or a weekend looking at you my best friend's wedding but like (laughs) like it's done really well though i love my my best friend's wedding thank you for that one clayton thank you for making me watch it um but you know it it does it feels like there this it's a naturally growing relationship and like everything that happens like even like the changes in the father and the and and in even in Tula, like they're very much things that happen over time. Like it's things they realize and they learn from each other and they see. And it, it's one of the reasons I like this is it's not just like oh we have two hours to fall in love. I don't yeah. know why that sounded like Grover. Um, <laughs> no, but what I also like is the subtle. I needed a drink apparently. <laughs> What I also like is the subtle things with Ian's family. So we meet them in this very, very quiet, very dry dinner, frankly. And like the the, the, the thing that, that caught my eye was, or caught my ear, was the mother going, Oh, Tula, what does that mean in your language? I'm like, that sounds familiar. It's been, I've been asked that more than once. And then, you know, saying, Hey, uh, Ronald, your reception, well, uh, wasn't she Greek? Like, no, no, she was Armenian. No, 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 she was Guatemalan. And all the all totally the same thing. Yeah, and yeah. I've been I've been told how they go. Oh, that person I knew were they Turkish, Iranian, Iraqi, Pakistani? I'm like, uh, okay, that's not yeah. yeah. Or my favorite thing with me. So I have a beard, but I've had a different beard throughout my my life, and depending on the style of beard, I've been given a different region of the world I'm from. Apparently, 
have been called Egyptian, Turkish, Iranian, Iraqi, uh, Algerian one time. It all Mexican. Mexican? It, I had a mustache for like a couple weeks, and people thought oh, I was Mexican. Uh. It So facial hair determines where I'm from, apparently. So just, nice. I don't know. It you just. Spy. Hmm? You should be a spy. Like, international spy. <laughs> you wouldn't even I have to have get a... costumes. Just, like, change change your beard. Shit, and shine my head. Yeah, sure. But, I don't know. This, this just kind of spoke. Because people often do this kind of thing between, like, white and black families on film. But just seeing there's a difference between even white people. Like, Greeks are not the same as wasps. And that, right. like, cultural right. tension is still there. And, I don't know, so I kind of really appreciate that. And you see the parents slowly change by the end of the film as well. I think his parents are so funny. Well, and it it is, I think you're exactly right, Rohan. It's a juxtaposition between, like, the, you know, the traditional Greek family that you're coming from. And then you see, like, even Ian says when he is describing his parents is, like, they don't they're not very religious like they're just they're just you know like they're wasps like or at least that's what they seem like to me they <laughs> are, yeah. yeah very much wasps Look but up like wasp you know in the like dictionary, it'll have their picture yes. yeah, yeah with a, a a recipe for a martini and like very dry uh <laughs> but like <laughs> a, <laughs> sorry i couldn't resist but like it you know like very much is uh, they're also representative of like america in a lot of ways at least in my opinion because it's, they are they don't really understand other cultures and they're not really seems like they're trying that hard to really get to know tula either mm-hmm. which i feel like is representative of america as a whole in some ways like we're very much a like we're a you know a hodgepodge of so many religions and and nationalities and 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 people and yet how many of us don't know uh, like uh, really where we come from or a lot of our heritage like i'll be honest with you i uh, like other than my grandparents like i don't know very much of where i come from and it's something i want to change but like it's very much like it feels like this movie does have a lot to say on like the you know like the on allowing you know traditions and your heritage to still be who you are who a part of you as a person but also learning that they're not the only things that you are yeah but again like ian is also from these two people and like he himself is flexible with kind of mm-hmm. how he fits with tula and tula herself is being kind of flexible within her so within them we see that melding of cultures which is also i think the better part of the american tradition exactly agreed <laughs> Especially when you get a foxy godmother. <laughs> oh, I love that you scene. You guys rub that oil on him just a little bit too long. I know. I mean... It has this much oil. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't you, though? Like, wouldn't you? Can't yes. blame her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but that baptism scene just, just a bit cracks me up. Like, the Greek Orthodox Church does do that, though they don't usually use a kiddie pool. I know the kitty pool is what <laughs> killed me. The half. <laughs> okay. Also, uh, ju- not to try and ruin anything, this is just a throwaway line in number two. But it turns out Nikki, like in the second movie, like their daughter's grown up, and <laughs> Nikki is her godmother, and she's like, "Nikki is your mo- your fo- yours and your dad's godmother." 
<laughs> it's just like it sounds so strange when you think about it <laughs> that's not as uncommon as you think actually yeah <laughs> but it just it was one of the because uh, i just i didn't watch the whole thing because there's some of that movie i, I like i i want to rewatch it it's been a while i remember seeing it in theaters and i didn't love it as much as i love this movie like it's, it's a lot good. to live up to yeah it, it is and like well i don't know it feels a little heavy-handed at times and like uh there's an egregious use of all of me by john legend and i just mm. uh, like i was watching like i got to that scene i was just like skip <laughs> um but yeah so that that line always makes me laugh is in the second one is like your godmother is your, is your father and yours your grand godmother is nikki <laughs> Yeah, no, but the uh, Greek Orthodox baptism reminds me. So my dad has a cousin who who I call my uncle. Uh, his wife is Korean, and her and her parents are very very religious. So when they started dating, they went, "Is he Catholic?" And she went, "No." And they went, "Oh." But then they told her she told them how he got a PhD from Yale at twenty three, and they went, "Oh, smart boy." <laughs> and that made everything okay hey uh, one out of two ain't bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, i mean it, it, it's a worked out but just like catholics have this thing jews have this thing of like oh are they catholic oh are they jewish it's like an added bonus if the spouse or the boyfriend girlfriend tends to be <laughs> it, and my parents are like please just be a girl <laughs> no, it's that's uh, no. fine <laughs> Yeah, I want a good Catholic boy or girl. Find someone. My poor parents. Yep, as long as you give grandchildren. <laughs> yes, that's the one thing I'm obligated to give is grandchildren. You know yes. what? My parents are going to be stuck having grandcats because, uh-uh. But they do love Timmy a lot. There you go. <laughs> Just as spoiled as any grandchild. Yeah, those would be, oh, be more specific. My mom wants a granddaughter because she'd raised three boys, so we owe her a granddaughter, specifically. <laughs> ah, gotcha. She's like, I don't want to be outnumbered forever. <laughs> I want a little girl that I can pamper and have fun with instead of more fucking guys. Actually, that's almost verbatim, yes, because even our dogs are, are uh, boys. Oh my gosh, that poor woman. <laughs> you say that you say although that. i'm sure she rules she rules the roost doesn't she she does in many ways like she runs the music in the house and so from july through december it's christmas music all the time Ugh. oh i like her <laughs> oh lord no it is terrible we have like 13 different christmas trees of different sizes wonderful that's, i love that, it that's cute <laughs> from like november from like thanksgiving on like that's no 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 then that's too early no 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 no. like the christmas music is non-stop oh. after thanksgiving onward before that it's occasional and then the trees come out all the decorations come out the day after thanksgiving it is too much but i will give this to, uh, to my mom when we were younger she had show tunes on on loop and because of that i love a, bun a bunch of musicals because of her Ooh, what's your favorite okay Fiddle on the Roof. <laughs> I mean, come on. The opening song of, of Tradition, it fits very well. It does. It does. It, does. it fits really well in this one. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I had Fiddle on the Roof in the background a lot of time when I was doing my, my homework in high school. <laughs> oh. 
Um, Will you be a lucky bride? He's handsome. He's tall. That is from side to side. (laughs) (laughs) I used to be able to say the whole movie word for word when I was in high school. (laughs) It's pretty impressive. (laughs) That is. Again, I had it on repeat. Like, pretty much when I did my school work. It, it, it's a good it's a good movie. It's, a, it's, a good it's funny that you bring it up, because, like, Fiddler on the Roof is not something I ever think of. And a few weeks ago, I don't know why, but Matchmaker popped in my head. And so I just started listening to, like, the Fiddler soundtrack. Matchmaker, Matchmaker, make me a match. And I can't remember the lines right after that. Find me a fine, catch me a catch. Um, My favorite line in that is... <laughs> You bring the groom slender and pale. <laughs> I'm like, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, no, but actually, actually, my favorite one of my favorite songs in in that musical is actually "Wonder Wonder Miracle Miracles" when the guy gets the first daughter. Oh yeah, I think we remember that one. I oh. uh, "Sunrise Sunset" I think is the best, but anyway, I, Fiddler. I, I, I've only seen Fiddler once, and it's been like 15 years. So I, oh wow, uh, yeah, I was gonna say I. Oh, it's a classic, Sean. You should, you should. I know. I I really want to rewatch it, and like I've heard, like it's on my list of like musicals I want to buy when it's on sale because I'm just like, well, (laughs) I was like, I know it's like beloved, but like it's one of those I just I didn't. My family hated musicals. Like they did not like musicals at all. So like. I have no idea where I came from. I'm pretty sure I was switched at birth, but I look Same too much like here. my I look too much like my dad to be like like or, my parents and my hate mom. musicals, but I feel like I watched tons of them growing up. But I think it was because I wasn't allowed to watch much, and the musicals were like what was clean. But like, if I try to watch a musical with my family now, like they literally will refuse. They can't stand them, and I'm like, we watched. I feel like I just I grew up on musicals, and nope. Just... See, my parents hated both musicals and horror movies. Oh, and wow. like, yeah, yeah same. And, my parents hate but... musicals, hate horror movies, and they're like my two favorite things. But I've got my mom into more of like she's gotten it. She's not as much. She's got some musicals she likes, but I've gotten her more into musicals and horror. And she's like, "Oh, these actually are good." Like, I made her watch uh, Moulin Rouge, and she cried. And I was like, "Yep, I told you it was good. It's such a good movie." Yeah, my mom will like musicals. My mom hates horror. My dad hates horror and musicals, which is funny. But he'll watch Bollywood every once in a while. So, oh, Bollywood is fun. <laughs> I have never I seen say. a Bollywood film. Wait, what now? I've never seen a Bollywood film. Dude, dude, they are so much fun. And I've so heard they're super it. fun. I just wouldn't even know where to start. And one of my friends that got really into Bollywood movies. She's like in a di- like it's like crack to her. It's like <laughs> she's just gone down this rabbit hole, <laughs> and I just feel like that's a lot. Some of them are really trashy, but 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 they are wonderful experiences where people randomly fall in love in the middle of the movie, and it's just a long musical of fight scenes and dancing sometimes, and it makes little sense, but so much fun. So RRR is not Bollywood, but no, that's that's Hollywood, that right? But the storyline sounds kind of like what you just described. <laughs> Except more music in the movie. Oh, perfect. Best parts of RRR, aside from yes. the no, but there's like, fight scene where they're on each other's shoulders. That was pretty incredible. That's, uh, that, I, I love that fucking movie from, from last year, sorry. I love that movie from last year so much. Oh, you can cuss. We're explicit. So, <laughs> that's what... <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> okay, there you go. So, no, but... 
a Bollywood movie is like is not as over the top as RRR. It's like a little less than RRR, but there's more like outright dancing scenes randomly in the movie, like the uh, knock knock scene. That's wonderful. Oh my god, that the amount of joy I felt watching that film is indescribable. <laughs> I loved that movie so much, and I I loved how they kill all the British people. <laughs> they need <very> yes. <laughs> They did, and it's now Oscar winning, isn't it? Didn't it yeah. win for best? Oscar it, it did win for best. Best original. I mean, that song. song is so much fun. It is. It's so much fun. I know. I want to see that movie so bad. I haven't. I just haven't had. I, I will watch that with you, Sean. We can watch. We haven't watched a movie together for a while. We should. We could watch RRR. The minute right, you press play on RRR, you will just go through the whole movie and not and not notice how time has passed. Yeah, okay. it's three hours long, but it does not feel like it. It is so entertaining. No, it is. The most over-the-top movie I've seen in a long time. Like, at one point, one turns into, like, Beastmaster and uses animals to kill people. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I've seen so much on it, and I'm like, oh, man, I just want to see it. I just, I, it's one of those I haven't, I, I know it's on my list, but I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> you need to move it too closer to the, to the top of your list, because that movie yeah, is bump that so up, Sean. <laughs> great. I'm off tomorrow. You want to watch it? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. <laughs> but now back to my big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> um, another line I really love in this movie is, or a scene I really love is after their engagement and he's been, you know, he's been baptized by the church and they have Easter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... <laughs> basically the onslaught of family <laughs> and what uh, a couple of my favorite lines are when uh, gus is uh, he tries to say christos anesti and it which i just butchered too i'm sure but he's like <laughs> the dad goes uh when my people were writing philosophy your people were still swinging from trees <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, just, I always find that funny and that's fantastic uh and when the family comes in and they're like we're you're engaged we never thought this day would come <laughs> it's just like you know oh well thanks and then the mother trying or the ambula trying to get tula to eat and she's like i could stab you like a chicken <laughs> yes i love that they're just always trying to feed everyone it well, also made course. me really hungry i just really wanted greek food you know it's this is a, a, a commonality again, and with, with like my Indian side, my my Italian side, they always feed you. You're full, no, you keep eating. You're sad, you eat. You're happy, you eat, or you drink. <laughs> Mom, Good I love plan. him. <laughs> Mom, I love him. Oh, Tula, eat something. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mandarin in culture. You're always eating something. <laughs> uh, but I was born also... into the wrong country. <laughs> yes it does sound so much fun and i love <laughs> love mediterranean food um and also the line where uh Anvula is like ian let me touch your hair <laughs> yes <laughs> like actually andrea martin forgot her lines there <laughs> and that's why that scene runs that long oh, that's goes, hilarious yeah so she's just like let me touch your hair 
and then she's like like it runs on longer because andrea martin had forgotten her line so she had to she was just doing that until she could figure out what her line was it's so good though it's so good i love it and that's the uh that's when she goes the you come over and i cook for you oh my god you don't eat no meat what do you mean he don't eat no meat? Also another line that's quoted very much around my household. Yes. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I make lamb. <laughs> it's also in in, uh, in this scene or this place where the uh, brother uh, Nick threatens Ian too several times. <laughs> We're yes. going to kill you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Which, so when my... Uh, father proposed to my mother and they were in their engagement phase my mom's younger brother my uncle so my parents got married young my mom was 19 when they eloped but before that my uncle who was 16 at the time threatened my father if he broke my mom's heart which was just it was very cute that is cute that's that's sweet, but like, <laughs> what are you, you're sixteen. <laughs> that's not how my father reacted, frankly. <laughs> I'm He's sixteen like, years old and not a child anymore. Oh, calm it down, Ariel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, and then I we also right after the engagement we go basically it's that's when we see the ugly wedding or the ugly uh bridesmaid dress and then or fabulous the... depending on your point of view oh it's ugly no terrible. it's, it's terrible. terrible like the floof the halter top the rhinestones is the, the floof the rhinestones oh my Scientific god <laughs> Um, I I guess a poof would probably be very close. But like, I saw that it's the like poof a ballerina tutu skirt, like, but at the bottom, like, it's not even mermaid shape. Like, it, it is a mermaid, but cut too short. Like, I, it, there's nothing about that that is like I don't even like the color. <laughs> like, it's like irredeemable. It is, it is simply for this movie, <laughs> and, and for some reason, it absolutely works movie wise. But it is an ugly dress, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the point. <laughs> but uh, we go to this is when they have the uh, the melding of the cultures when Rodney and Harriet come over for dinner. <laughs> wait, wait, sorry. You forgot about the, the invitations. Oh, uh, Rod- yes. Rodney and Harry. <laughs> With the Greek Greek flag on the front of yeah, them. Nothing Rodney says wedding Harry. like the Greek flag. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney, Harry. <laughs> hey, that shows how progressive the family's being. Like, oh, you are married to two men. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I was going to say. I wonder if they still call her Harry. I'm sure they do. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because they do show up in the second one. Basically, one of the good things about the second one, not to bring that up in it, but like everyone comes back. Like, really? It is everyone you basically see in this movie, you do see in the neck in two. And I mean, from the secondary cousins to, you know, even the, the grandmother, the Yaya. Like she, she comes back. Like it is a movie. Like it is very much a celebration of the first movie, and like it's casting. It's just a little heavy-handed on everything else. <laughs> the grandma's uh, so funny. 
Oh my god, when she's drinking the Miller Light, when <laughs> just casually, casually knocking back a Miller Light when she's not confused yeah. about where she's at. And, oh, and one of my favorite one of my favorite running jokes in movies is her just like trying to escape this house, <laughs> like sneak across the, to keep the neighbors, your gra- keep your mother off my roof, <laughs> out of my basement and off of my lawn. And she calls everyone she sees an ugly Turk, which is just. <laughs> That's a deep cut given yeah, the history yeah. between Greece and Turkey, but it's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, and she says that to her own son. <laughs> it's just like you. <laughs> Again, going back to how feisty Ole's can be, she punched her son in the throat and then ran away. <laughs> yes, yeah, she did. She's she's a little bit more mellow in the next one. <laughs> and she gets a great makeover. Oh, good. Um, uh, which is nice. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so I, we get our little melding of the cultures after the <laughs> the scene, and we're, you know, like the bunt cake. Bunt. The bunt. Oh, bunt. that. <laughs> yeah. I love how mad his mother is getting. She's just like, bunt. Bunt. <laughs> bunt. So question, if you were the two, you know, Ian's parents coming up, what would you be thinking coming upon this scene? Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I just their faces tell you everything because <laughs> they're like they're roasting a le- like a pig in the front yard. <laughs> like it's very much. It seems like so much fun, but also just like they're very quiet, con- like quiet conservative people. Like you could tell they're just completely like culture shocked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my thought would have been like, hey, pork. Yeah, that's a good she point. She yeah. looked like she needed his annex real bad. She needed that ouzo, but also ouzo is disgusting. Just I have never had it, it, but it looked uh, really nasty. Uh, it's licorice flavored alcohol. It is not good. Like licorice, like Jaeger. No, or not worse? like like. I mean, like it is straight up black licorice. Like oh. it is. It is not good. Got drunk on it once. Never again. And that was because we were camping, and it was no liquor Ooh. store close. Like, Ooh. And you just happened no, no, to have no, no. that. Yeah, somebody brought it. We had four days, and I was just like, "Whatever, we're drinking this." It was not good. But I also like how this was a, a, a surprise because you know Tula tells them, "Come, come over for a quiet, you know, dinner with with the family," and um, they ran with it. Yeah. I, I also say, love that Tula knows her family is like this, and she seems surprised that her mother invited everyone. <laughs> well, it's like you keep hoping that they'll listen to you, and you, it, it's it's a repeated like the uh, definition of, of insanity, where you keep doing the same thing over and over again, hoping for a different result. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> She's just like, please be I normal, please just... be normal, please be yeah. normal. <laughs> yeah, just just us. <laughs> Yeah, but like parents like to push their like their like their own envelope, because yeah, it. Everyone has parents, you know what I mean. Like no, no, like no matter what you say, like your dad will say whatever, your mom will say whatever, or your uncle will, will will say the same thing. Your parents will do whatever they can to try and embarrass you, even if they're not trying to. <laughs> Especially when they're not trying to. It's paid back for when you were smaller and you did the same thing to them. See, my dad yeah. has always been the one to embarrass us. Oh, okay. I love my dad, but he'd be—he would literally do whatever he could. Like, <laughs> and he knew. I think he—he's because like 
<laughs> I don't deal with embarrassment well. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> and my sister deals with it worse than I do. <laughs> and uh, we he would just torture us <laughs> with it. And we were just like, we are going to leave you here. <laughs> well, I have a fun fact for you. A new study that was recently released says... By continually telling their children jokes that are so bad that they're embarrassing, fathers may push their child's limits for how embarrassment that how much embarrassment they can handle. Ooh. Like this is an actual study done in like some psych um, uh, journal in 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 UK. Oh well, I mean, it did not work very well for me. Uh, I, uh, maybe your dad should have told more jokes. Huh? Yeah, I there were a lot. Uh, his were more like, "I'm gonna be loud and stupid and in like stores like." as opposed to jokes like it was more like ugh. or like he and he also doesn't hear very well so he's always just loud so he's just super loud all the time like basically he'd be like tell my the one that sticks out the most to me is actually for my sister but she was he was like megan you need pads are you on your period oh my god and like that is down like at the store she's there she's like 15 i think and like just i even i was just like oh my god shut the fuck up like you need to stop talking so like that is what i mean by like that embarrassment like the jokes i can handle he's funny when he wants to be but like that one i was like oh my god just stop talking like that's what that was more what he did (laughs) my dad in 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 the privacy of our home tonight son (laughs) on your way into like senior year (laughs) you know my dad would just make up random words for things and sing about like a napkin or his glass or just the water in front of him See that's cute. It's like you're that in. Is cute. It's like you're in a musical. No, it's it's not cute when he oh, can't. Not as cute as it seems. <laughs> no, also when you do it in front of other family, not so funny. Oh, good point. They got the mustard out. They got the mustard out. Best yeah, yeah. episode ever. Oh no, that's the body. But thank you. <laughs> I agree. It's in the top five. <laughs> I think it's the best. I think it's the best. So, uh, no, I'm gonna have to go with the body or hush. Conversations with uh, conversations with dead people was actually pretty good. No, oh, that's a good one too. Top ten. I was gonna say, but I think the body is the one of the best written episodes of television ever made. We're talking about Buffy now, in case anybody wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who are we kidding? All the episodes are good. Yeah. Uh, eh. Did you watch season one? <laughs> yes. Part of season four is not great either. Yeah. But they all got Sarah Michelle Geller, and she's so precious, and they're all just so. I will say they are all at least watchable. Like, yes. Is are they always good? No. Are a lot of them filler? Yes. But that's also because you had to have twenty-two episode seasons, and sometimes they don't need that many. I like, think this line's mostly filler. Yes, basically. <laughs> That's a great song. Oh, from 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 season two, the episode "Passion." Oh, yes, it Top. lies in all of us. And then innocence. Oh, oh my such God. a good one too. Like I have to consider. I consider them a two parter, even though they're yes. differently. But like those two are two of the like that is the one two punch of what makes season two the best season. I'm like frantically fanning my eyes so I don't start crying. <laughs> Agreed, but. Uh, David Boreanaz as Angelus is like the best villain in that whole thing. Uh huh. 
absolutely well i also i really love glory i thought glory was really fun because glory is like the evil version of buffy <laughs> like you know like fashion like i think something's going on between glory and ben though mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i get that's a good one <laughs> the creepiest villain was season seven and that priest Ooh, yeah, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, he, and using that like only for like three, four episodes. Yeah, but he was creepy. Like, and then they, and then they, they do kill him too quickly. Like, and then they're all like, "Oh, the the first vampire, you know, the whatever." <laughs> the Uber vamp thing that was completely terrible. Yeah, it was. It, it it ends well, thankfully, but like mostly Boy, now. Although this final season, I love this tangent, by the way, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the finals, like these like episode where they all just turn on Buffy. I was just like, I, she's you so much nicer than little me. Shit. I, yeah, I was just like, she has saved every one of their lives like 900 times at this point, And they all turn on her. I would have walked out of Sunnydale. I yeah. would have literally just, no, you guys deal with it. Bye. Like, I would have done an Anne. I would have been gone. You know what no. Buffy should have done? She should have done Tony Collette's speech from Mother, like... Face off your face. I am your mother. <laughs> okay. Have you seen that the like little meme somebody made and it's like it has uh her and I know what you did last summer and instead of soon written on the mirror after her hair's been chopped it says mother and she's just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a background on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my gosh okay we have to get back to the movie i'm sorry <laughs> like, you don't have to we're having <laughs> i have to go see my mother <laughs> it I is her birthday what was it called <laughs> really i love you but your please mother. die <laughs> i love you but please die <laughs> Um, that is a quote, by the way. I don't think of that about my mother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> quote from the Stepford Wives, Remake. which we will cover. So we're at the wedding day. Yes, we're at the wedding day after the toast family. Yes, they're finally <laughs> so getting dry. made. <laughs> no honeys, no jams, just dry. <laughs> um, and uh, well, and I do want to get to one scene right before the wedding day. I know we've kind of got off, but you you had mentioned earlier, Rohan, the uh, scene where the mother's talking about how her village has seen many wars and stuff like that. Yeah. And I always find like I think this is the moment where I think Tula starts to really recognize like how much her parents had sacrificed and how much her family had sacrificed to like get her to the spot where she's at where she can make the choices she wants and you know it's i i find it a really beautiful scene especially the shot of her and her mother and her grandmother with her and she's wearing her grandmother's wedding like wedding uh crown and it's very much you know they're just looking at each other in the mirror i find that just really sweet to see the like three generations of love and it, oh it's just it makes me happy <laughs> yeah no it's it's the it shows up like they're there supporting one of their women supporting women within the family mm-hmm. for all the trials and tribulations they're still they're standing and standing for one another absolutely 
and then you wake up to the uh, chaotic getting ready scene. <laughs> and it's a mosquito bite. <laughs> <laughs> so after this movie, did either of you ever try using Windex to cure anything? I, have, I hate I have, the smell of it. I have not. I don't own any Windex. You don't own, you don't own any Windex? <laughs> <laughs> no. I How have like you... a spray cleaner that I took from work. Oh, I was like, how do you clean your mirrors? Um, With a towel. <laughs> streaks. And streaks, water. Sean. <laughs> yeah, so I've never used Windex, but so growing up, whenever we had a sore throat, my father would always have us uh, gargle whiskey. Oh, wow. that's a lot cooler than that. It worked. It really worked. Like, I had a huge blister in the back of my throat, and it took care of that issue. I'm sure it did. Nice. Yeah, no, it was a home remedy. He had like you had like a little bit of, like a like a shot of warm whiskey with like a little bit of water, like not straight, so it'd be like a little bit of water. Oh, so it's a little bit diluted. Yeah, tasted terrible still because I hate the the, the taste whiskey still, but <laughs> it really worked, and I still use that occasionally today when I have a bad throat. Okay, well I'm I'm out of whiskey, so I'm gonna have to go restock. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need to get a sore throat so I can try this. <laughs> I'll just take the bottle to work next time. I gotta go to work and just feel like I have a sore throat. Sorry, it's for it's my for, sore throat. It's for I'm feeling better. <laughs> when I was a baby, my great my great gra- uh, grandmother would would take a finger and put it in uh, either whiskey or bourbon and just put it on, on my gums to numb it. Mm-hmm. And apparently, it worked. I've actually heard of that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of people doing that. Yeah, these you know home remedies. The Windex things a little much, but I've heard of families having similar things with like Robitussin or, you know, oh you have a you know your you 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 broke your arm here has Madville. <laughs> you don't need anything. It's just an Advil. Have an Excedrin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh... Again, like immigrant families, you have like a one catch-all thing for the pain or for issues because it's easier than again going to the doctor <laughs> windex windex is it i have not tried it so I, i'm not I this is not either, a suggestion the movie the movie thinks it will <laughs> since i watched this though like the thing like how his pimple went away like oh, i put windex on it made me kind of wonder like man next time i get a pimple i should try that <laughs> i would probably try uh vodka first because you know kills more yeah. yeah, and it's and more likely alcohol, to have Windex around right than, than Fair enough. vodka, typically. Fair enough. <laughs> yes, um, and we do have the uh, the mother's, you know, <laughs> pre-wedding night speech, <laughs> and the I'm a while, snow beast line, which we've aunt, already talked. While her aunt is pulling hairs out of her chin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, lambs in the kitchen, but tigers in the bedroom. Uh, I just love to listen you. Please let that be the end of your speech. Yes, because <laughs> it is. It is. It ends up being the end of it. But like, it could have got farther. I mean, could I mean, could you imagine like the equivalent your father giving you that speech or something? Uh, no. I I don't even remember the speech. Like, I remember talking about it, but uh, like, I don't remember anything about it. I was just like, nope. La 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 la. I try to tell myself I'm like Jesus and was born of a virgin. <laughs> Religious trauma. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean's over there like, 
my parents are having a baby too. They had sex. <laughs> yeah, but I was precocious. <laughs> when I was a teenager, my parents were kissing in the kitchen one time, and I went ew. And my dad went to me and went, "You do know we 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 still have sex, right?" And I went, "Oh my god, don't tell me that." <laughs> <laughs> Those are not things you want to hear as a kid. <laughs> no, never. That is just it. I mean, my parents, again, were young when they got married, so I grew up with them being very touchy more than other parents, apparently. Like, my mom would sit on my dad occasionally when I was younger. I can't decide if that's cute or gross. It's gross for the kid, acute for the parents. Right. It's nice that they still have, you know, like a really, you know, like shows they're still in love kind of thing, you know? But it's also like, whew. Well, now they can't because their backs are both hurt, but back then they could. <laughs> word. Again, I, re- I remember when both my mom and my dad turned 30. Man, I barely remember when I turned 30. Wait, that was four years ago, not four generations. Okay, like, it's not four decades. It's like, been 84 down. years. Yes. Jeez. My parents, see, my parents had me... My dad was, or my mom was 28, and then my dad was 26. So I, they were a little bit older when they had me. And then my sister is three years younger, so my mom was 31, <laughs> and my dad was 29. What? What are you laughing about? <laughs> my mom's a witch. Dad's a muggle. Bit of an ass shot for him when he found out. <laughs> Really? The first the first Harry Potter. Really? <laughs> all is, I can think of. is that what <laughs> random? Okay. <laughs> no, just when you were like my mom was <laughs> just <laughs> me mom's <laughs> So you think of the first Harry Potter movie randomly. Yes. That is how my mind works. Somebody says something and quote pops in and it just whoop. That is honestly how our marines work, though, because you could just say one word, and I'm just like, this Literally, he said my mom. Sicily, I... 1912. <laughs> 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 he said my mom, and it was like, Harry Potter, <laughs> hour mark, and 42 minutes. I really have no idea, but anyway. Uh, and if, you could, if that's right, I'm going to... I'm not going to check be that scary. because that's a lot of work. <laughs> Maybe you should. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so now we're back to the movie. Um, and <laughs> back to the studio. <laughs> uh, this is going to be our most tangent one, and I love it. Uh, I warned you, I, I go on tangents. I know. that I said uh, it. I didn't say anything bad about it. This is our most tangent one. We have gone on far worse. That is true. We have gone longer um but yes so we are finally at the wedding scene they get married she's in probably the biggest dress i've ever seen except for maybe sadie frost and dracula uh Um, i also would like to put up there jennifer love hewitt's wedding dress and heartbreakers oh god i don't remember it oh it's been a long time since i've seen that yeah it's huge it's huge and, like her actual like, wedding dress like uh when she gets married and then like they try to they trick her to think that he cheated on her with her mom oh okay gotcha yeah i don't i it's i like that movie but it's been a little bit now since i've seen it yeah it's been a long time since since, since i've seen that 
Well, you should. And, and I just remember wonderful. being really embarrassed when Sigourney Weaver has to sing the Russian song and has no idea how to sing it. <laughs> oh, God. See, the secondhand embarrassment. It causes me to skip scenes. I watch them the first time, but then I was just like, <laughs> like, if I know it's coming, we're leaving. Yeah, I do the same thing. I skip Really them. leaving now. <sighs> Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off, Ron. <laughs> no, I did the same thing. I I I skip scenes that, that give me embarrassment or cringe. Yeah. Uh, yep. Nope. Don't want to do it. I was, I was like, okay, Greek Greek wedding. Yes. <laughs> um, and this is when we have so after they get married and we learn that uh that Ian had a a pimple that he put Windex on as well and it went away and Tula looks incredulous and we get to the the reception and we do have that absolutely fantastic apples and oranges speech in which we have in to quote it says we have apple and orange <laughs> and we all different but in the end we all we fruit. all fruit <laughs> <laughs> and i just i really i love the idea of the like this is the journey that gus has gone through is because he learns to accept exactly who his daughter is and what you, you know he learns that tradition is fantastic but it is not the most important thing he learns that his daughter's happiness is the most important thing mm -hmm. and i find that i love the idea that the both the dad and the daughter go on a journey together and learning that like they uh, her growing apart is what brings them together the most at the end it is really sweet yes it is when you and... hear your family oh, otaki he looks greek <laughs> which honestly i think is also like a very sweet line mm -hmm. it's just like he's family now like he's one of us yep exactly and then we learn that the the parents had bought them the house, and it turns out to be the house that was next door. <laughs> By the way, when I first saw this movie, I knew that was coming, because I'm like, my dad would do that. And lo and behold, <laughs> I was right. <laughs> uh, so when you get married, you're going to be all like, okay, none of these houses are for sale, right? <laughs> you have to plan a time right after it's bought. Just be like, we're going to you know next the next week after <laughs> yeah it, like i i left home at 17 for college worked in new mexico for three years was in boston for almost a decade now i'm home again so it's like my parents complained that i was too far away for most of my life or adult life and it just yeah if they could they would make you stay within driving distance <laughs> Yeah, my parents felt the same way when I lived in Colorado. They were like, mm. <laughs> they were like, it's not easy just not being a car ride over. <laughs> like, where, where in Colorado uh, did you live? Um, I used to live in. It was about twenty minutes outside of Denver. It's called Englewood, but it was the weird offshoot of Englewood, right in between like, um, uh, Castle Rock, Aurora. Uh, oh, Aurora. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, what else was there? Uh, oh my god like basically where park meadows uh resort mall is you know i spent i spent a lot of time in uh durango oh, okay gotcha i love durango 
was gonna say i only i never went to durango i drove through it once i think and then but it looked a lot of fun when i was <laughs> when i drove through it <laughs> yeah i befriended both used bookstore owners there which is fantastic nice yeah they gave me free books that's awesome oh, free books i need to befriend more used book booksellers apparently <laughs> they'll they'll hook you up yes uh that sounds great <laughs> i miss reading i'm trying to get back into it um uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, re I read for research so it's both a blessing and a curse gotcha uh i used to read like when i was younger i was like 200 pages an hour but like oh, now, wow. now yeah it was a lot but it's now she has I'm, add Mm. that's not that's not diagnosed okay you're the only one <laughs> diagnosing me and webmd um, um but <laughs> the best doctor around yes but yeah so i and have now, a headache and it will be your last <laughs> yeah basically um but yeah i'm uh, now i'm basically when i turn 18 it's been really hard to like focus on a book and get back into like my love of reading but i'm working on it. i'm trying to get a minute into them i've been i've read more books in the last year than i have in the last three so oh well, yay yeah Progress. so i'm getting there um uh, but yeah back to the uh, just to finish out the story uh <laughs> they get uh, married do... they have babies yes exactly they have a baby um and we go the story comes for a circle with tula and ian taking their daughter to greek class so she can learn her heritage um, but promising that her, the strict traditionalism isn't coming, f isn't skipped the generation or is gone now. Yeah, she's and allowed to marry she can marry whoever, whoever she, she wants. wants. Yes, but she still, but she still should be married. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and it's funny because in the second one, they it's very much like that. It's more contingent on the daughter because the daughter's like. 17 and wanting to go to college in new york and very much like the oh, why you want to leave me <laughs> I, so that line is actually said by tula <laughs> in the movie uh that's glorious when I went to college in ohio, sorry go ahead when i went to college in ohio my mom said that to me verbatim <laughs> oh Yes, I was going to say, parents and the guilt, they like to give it. Yes, <laughs> yes, they do. But yeah, that is basically my big fat Greek wedding. Is Was there anything else you guys kind of wanted to talk about on it or have anything else you want to say with it? In case you couldn't tell how much we all loved it. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that story about the lump I had? <laughs> <laughs> the one where you had the 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 bio the bio the the babasi yes that is also a line we say all the time in my friend group it's just like we're anytime you go to the doctor it's like did you have a babasi and inside the lump he found teeth and a spinal column yes inside the lump was my twin. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. 
but i love that she, it, well and it's funny because right <laughs> as she starts that that little thing like her little thing there she's like now you are family okay all of my life i've had a lump on the back of my neck <laughs> it's funny because that pays off in the next movie too which it's kind of it's funny like you guys should watch it it like i said it's not nearly as fun as I this have one it. i have no excuse not to watch it so. it's just it, like but there are a lot of like callbacks and little fun things it's just the storyline of it for me doesn't work but like the rest of it does the nostalgia facts of it do mm. so like she there is she does do something like this in the next movie too and it's very funny um i love yeah. andrea martin i always think she is absolutely hysterical yes this is my favorite Go one ahead, plot. Sorry, one subplot I do want to uh, briefly mention, which I also like, is with the uh, little brother Nick, where he keeps drawing the different menus, and he's now going to art school. Oh, yes, definitely. And his menus that he drew are so good, and his dad wouldn't yeah. even look at them. And he credits Tula saying, you did something different, so now I can do something different, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Break out of those generational mold. Yes, just a little bit. Like, you're still within the family, but you can have the you know the growth to do something that you that you want versus being the cook in the family restaurant if it's scary it's probably worth it yes that's a really good that's a good way of thinking it yeah yeah uh all right well that's pretty much it um and so we usually like to give a little bit of a um rating system we go up to five um rohan since you're the guest what is your rating as I said, this is I don't like many rom coms, honestly. But this movie, like even wa- I, I watched it twice in preparation for your pod for, uh, uh, for your podcast, <laughs> and it's still a five for me. Like it really, I think, is a perfect rom com. I agree with you. I have it as a five as well. I had this as a four and a half. Some of it didn't land quite perfectly for me. Like thinking specifically to when she's working in the travel agency and she's like i'll need a hard dick on that one like that just makes me groan a little bit but overall it's very sweet borderline too sweet but i'll allow it um very very good good movie good feels good time it's four and a half <laughs> okay uh and so the budget of the movie was pretty low, actually, for the time. $5 million. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, it was $5 million for the budget, and it grossed $368.7 million. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, so it is the highest grossing romantic comedy of all time. Holy wow. shit. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. What the- At least these are numbers according to Wikipedia, which, I mean, I... I it's got to be true it's on the wikipedia um <laughs> but that's a jennifer body's quote sorry <laughs> no i know i know okay good thank you you uh, you just got even cooler uh thank god there's one uh, of friends but, on twitter he's cool i know i'm friends with him on twitter too <laughs> but yes i cannot um, believe that is a stupid amount of money wow yeah, yeah. Yes. It made, it made gang. That, that's why I said when it made gangbusters, it made gangbusters. Like this is incredible. Amount I of think money. that's crazy. Like out of all the romantic comedies and like big romantic comedies and big name and like just the you know the classics and the ones everyone loved, this is the one that wow. 
Yeah, I think well, well. it's a simple story. And again, the ethnic elements, I think, play to multiple plays to black families, Mexican families, and other families. Like, there's a lot going on here that, that's beyond just the couple. Yeah, absolutely. And this isn't like I mean, I'm romance... as white I'm as white bread as it can be, and I think it's hilarious and I yeah. can't relate to a lot of it. <laughs> it's still funny. Well, and that's exactly it. but it's also you know, like Rohan was saying, like it is very much like this movie is not just about the romance, it's about the family and it's about, you know, love and tradition and all of these different things that like we that people experience in their lives and this one it's there's just a sheer sense of joy to this movie like that never feels like oh they're gonna break up like i i you know even when he asks him like he's he doesn't give him his blessing to date her like he says oh i'll see you tomorrow and you never think for a second I they're gonna break up that yeah. moment when he's just like whatever i'll see you tomorrow yeah like and yes it's kind of disregarding the dad but the dad's also being too strict in his ways He's being belligerent and it's like you're not gonna scare me off like you're still my girl it's so cute yeah exactly so like this i think in a lot of ways this is very like if not the perfect rom-com is a perfect rom-com yeah you know like it it's it deals with you know like tradition and heritage but it also deals with like you know just a simple romance between two people who you know their lives get better because of each other yeah i mean tula also isn't like trying to get laid at the start of the movie like she wants to but like she starts going to college because you know for herself she's putting on makeup because she wants to look good for herself Mm -hmm. she does all these things for herself and along the way because she's more confident she gets the hot guy exactly like and it's not the makeover not just, just the so you can guy. get the she guy. gets the sweetheart exactly mm-hmm. like and that's exactly it you have it you called it right on the nose Ron. most movies they would do like oh we have a makeover montage like where she's trying to look good for him or he's you know well you never see a guy do a makeover montage also <laughs> that needs to happen um like guys just are like effortlessly cool no it is not like no (laughs) you need to have a scene of him in a man's warehouse like just like i don't know how to dress um which it happens a lot um sorry not to bring work into it but (laughs) 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 but you know it's it's a, a woman changing her life because she wants a different life and i i just i love it this movie for that like it doesn't focus on the romance is a huge part of it but it's also two people whose lives change for the better because of each other and not just and in spite of each other at times too because she's gonna do it with her without her family and with her without ian and i just love it i love it i love it i love it yes absolutely it is good so uh... Do you guys want to guess what this movie's average letterbox score is? Sure. So, uh, Rohan, since you're the guest, what would you like to make a guess on? Oh, I'm going to be fucking terrible at this. Um, uh, it, okay, I, I want it to be a 4.5, but it's not, so it's probably a 3.7. Okay. John, what do you think? Um, I actually think it's going to be closer to a 4. I'm going to give it a let's do the sweet spot 3.9 3.4 really what yeah. no that's, that's too low. really too low that's way too low for this movie 
Wow. Um, that's very surprising. Like yeah, I, I was thought, surprised. Like I thought this was going to be in that sweet spot. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's yeah. confusing. I don't. I don't like that. <laughs> we everyone get on and get onto your letterbox and start rating it a five star or four. I'll, I'll take fours. Four and a half. Yeah, just just bump it up some. Just bump it up. It needs. It needs it. It deserves it. This movie is so good. It is definitely one of the best rom romantic comedies, and it deserves it. Yeah, Easy to also, watch. The pacing of this movie is perfect. Yes. Never drags for a second, nope. at all just keeps going there's not never a spot where you're just like oh this slogs it does not yep starts with a laugh ends with a it, laugh pure sweetness and funny and in, in between it doesn't skulk no <laughs> no skulking done except a, a little by a little a little by ian no what's more by tula <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. So, uh, Rohan, where can people find you on social media if they want to get in touch or talk to you about movies? Well, I have a letterbox, but a Twitter account. One second, how to spell my Twitter account? It is at Stammering Gadfly. S T A M E R I N G Gadfly. Just, All right. 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 right yeah, right. and I have a letterbox. Same. Uh, same name. Uh. Good question. I actually have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I'm like logged in already, so like I have no idea what the what the my, what, what what my letterbox is. No, my. Let me look because I I think I follow you with letterbox. Yeah, I, I think you do. No, my letterbox is Czar Peter seven two seven. Czar as in T S A R. Oh yeah. T S A R Peter seven two seven. Yep, I knew I followed you. Yeah, my old uh, AOL <laughs> a, a AIM account is that now. <laughs> I don't even remember what my AIM account is. It was probably so embarrassing. I oh. had I had AIM until the weekend it went down. Wow. That must have been a rough transition. What what a, what a time in history. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's, so yeah, so yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Stammering Gadfly and at Letterbox under Czar Peter seven two seven and Stammering Gadfly for the, the Twitter. Awesome, awesome. And they're both great follows. I can personally attest to that. And Thank if you want to find us on the socials, I'm on Twitter at just happy to see you. Sean is at Murph the Smurf. M U R P H T H E S M U R P H. You know I always spell it. You know, <laughs> sorry. And you can find us both <laughs> on Twitter for the podcast at Triple M Pod with three M's. And we are both on Letterboxd. And I am at just happy to see you. Number two, letter C, letter U. And Sean's is same as Twitter, Murph the Smurf, M U R P H T H E S M U R P H. You can find us on Instagram at Triple M Pod with three M's. We have a Facebook page, Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies, and we have a Facebook group, Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies and You. And if you want to email us about anything, if you have any thoughts. Our email is men who like men who like movies pod at gmail.com. And yeah. So, Clayton, this week was my pick. What is your pick for next week? And next week is another one of my comfort horror movies and one of my favorite female performances of all time. We are watching 2010's Black Swan. Ooh. I love that movie. Yeah. Yes. Such a good movie. Uh, I can't wait. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm excited. It's a good one. I love. Oh, so good. Lucky, so good. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited about that one. And uh, please don't forget to give us a five star rate, maybe even a review if you have time. It helps so much in the algorithms. And don't forget to be kind to people. Not that hard. And Rohan, thank you again for coming on to talk with us about this. And we would love to have you again for something else. If you would pleasure. Do, it was a lot of fun. Yes, it was absolutely awesome talking with you. Um, and thank you so much. Like, thank you so much for for the insights. You know, especially with you know your personal history and stuff like that. It was uh, it was really good. Because I was just like, I don't come from a big family. Clayton yeah, neither one of us like, come from it. Like, <laughs> I am an only child. <laughs> yeah, like, I have a sister, and <laughs> that is it. Like I our family's a baker. A baker, um, but it it was awesome talking with you. I love your insights, and like like Clayton said, we'd love to have you again. It it'd be a lot of fun to 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 come back on. Yeah, and until next time, bye everyone. Bye.